Okay, yeah, just a little, little, <laughs> little Siamese twins. Yeah, was like, yeah, and enjoy the enjoy the tall boy there, man. Appreciate you uh, doing everything. Wow, man. yeah, it's made this uh, a lot easier. Yep. Cheers. 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 Yeah, um, the uh, the barista at Starbucks got a nice little kick when I tried to order the Impossible Breakfast sandwich. He's like, "Out!" I'm like, "Impossible!" <laughs> I pulled that on my drone. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, "I'm like." He's like, we got some other stuff. I was like, what are some vegetarian <laughs> options? And um, he said, oh, we got a, the first thing he said, he's like, we've got this reduced fat cheddar bacon thing. I was like, oh, I, God. I, I don't know, man. The bacon kind of sounds like meat to me. Reduced fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the reduced fat makes yeah. it uh, vegetarian, man. So, uh, man, I, I appreciate you just uh, making time for me. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate you letting me be here. This is awesome. Absolutely. And again, thank you for inviting me into your house. So it's a weird, like. This podcast is called The Pressing Guest, but here I am. Here I am, the guest of the house, you know, so I appreciate it, man. And uh, I know you're a big uh, video game enthusiast, and I was kind of a little uh, intimidated because uh, I think the game we're going to talk about today isn't like your forte that I would have pegged you for, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to get into, what is it, Super well, Mario 64? Super Mario 64, one of the greatest video games ever made, in my opinion. And um, actually, I... Before you came here, I thought it was it was funny because I was thinking about how. Well, one, you thought it wasn't my forte, and which yeah, is funny because I think I think every I think every human being this is their forte. Super Mario sixty four I think brings not just gamers but people who don't even play video games together. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about the game is that Mario in general, not just Super Mario sixty four, is this horny, you know, just incredible character yeah. that everyone just wants yeah. to. To, to play his games and jump around and, and platform and whatever yeah. else because it really changed things back in the 80s. So. And it, it, I, again, I'm going to say I just love how you just <laughs> interchange, like use horny as just like any general vocab and really just like as a as a positive, like just kind of word, you know, just verb, adverb, noun, yeah, adjective. You're, you're just crazy. getting after it, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this was one of my um, favorite single player games ever. And I, I, honestly, I, I always think about this all the time is... I know with the advancements we're making and everything that everything keeps getting better. For me, was there a better game system than N64? I, I just love the simplicity of it. No loading, yeah, just the it's... iconic characters. And that's the it's... thing about the N64 is that it had very little games. I think I think maybe the library was, I can't even say the number of, of games that were on the actual console, but every game was so special and it was very it was very unique. Super Mario 64 being one of the greatest selling, well, actually the greatest selling video game on the system. It was 11 million copies sold or so. That's insane for back in that. Like, back then. Yeah. And today, you know, games sell like 50 million copies. Really? Well, if it's something big like Grand Theft Auto or, or something like that. But it's just crazy to think because the 64 was so so small compared to what we have today. Even the PS3 outsold the 64. But. So what, what causes loading on games today? Is it the graphics are so detailed and... Like what? Why? What, it seemed like N sixty four was one of the last ones where like you selected something and went right to the next screen and there was no load. What? What kind of causes well, the loading process now? So that's a that's a thing about loading is it's actually it's going back to those roots. I mean, loading times have always been a thing because you're you're loading in another level basically. So when you when you go into when you start a game and you have a level going, it has to load all of these other you know polygons and all this stuff into the actual the next level, the next world you're going to be in. So Super Mario 64 seemed like there weren't load times because the worlds were so massive. Everyone you went to 
were all so unique and separated, but that was the world you were running around. It was one of the first, you know, really massive open world games to do that. I mean, it came out before Ocarina of Time, which was two years later. So. Yeah, and I, I was telling you that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love, like, the simple stuff <laughs> on uh, The Legend of Zelda, and I yeah. just, for a while, yeah. I didn't even know it's like an actual game with missions, you know? Yeah. I'm just riding a horse, and then I'm going to the pond to fish, just play the little instrument that he mm -hmm. has. And my buddy's like, hey, man, how far are you on the missions? There's missions? <laughs> There's missions? Yeah. It, it's not a fishing game? It's not, it's not just some guy who got dealt a bad set of ears just in this elf costume? Just just fishing? You're like riding a horse? I thought it was just equestrian and fishing. But, yeah, yeah apparently there's there's a lot more, man. Um, so um, have you ever beat the game of Super Mario? Super Mario 64? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So funny enough, I actually recently max the game out. This is the reason I kind of came to you and I was like, hey, I have an idea of what we should talk about. And by max, do you mean like do all challenges and everything? Yeah, so I've completed it 100%. I did every single thing that you can do in the game. Like, so the, I, I'm, so there are 120 stars in the game. I collected all 120. I, um, I don't think there's anything else other than that that you have to do. So, you collect all 120 stars and then at the end of the game, uh, after you've collected everything, you can find Yoshi on the, on the castle. Uh, on the roof of the castle, and he gives you 100 lives just to keep playing. Back then, I think that was kind of the... Back then, we didn't have all this access that we have today where we can just open a computer and download whatever game we want. And, yeah. Uh, or a PlayStation where you can turn it on and just download anything. So back then, uh, they give you 100 lives. So they wanted you to keep playing your game because, I mean, games weren't coming out left and right like they do today. So. That's, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So have they, like, made an updated version for any of their new consoles on, on for that game, or...? Is it still just kind of... Yeah, so the version that I maxed out on the game was just a remaster, an HD remaster of the game. It, was, it came out on the Nintendo Switch, yeah. but they actually remade the game back in... I don't even know what year it was. 2001, maybe? It was... But Super Mario 64 DS, that's the game. I think the name is kind of... <laughs> yeah. Kind of a little funny, but Super Mario 64 DS actually is a lot better looking. And I would actually... I want to show you... Yeah. Um, since we have access here to a computer, I want to show you a screenshot of the differences between the two, because I actually thought that was going to be something I brought up, so I'm glad you said that. But um, I was putting Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. And to those those people who may be listening at home, um, don't bother looking on my YouTube channel. I have yet to get one, so um, <laughs> you're going to be searching for quite some time. If you do that, I, I suggest to like pack the lunch or take up a hobby because <laughs> we'll we'll get there eventually. Okay, oh, so, so we're yeah, looking so, at the, the two systems juxtaposed next to each other? So that's the 64 version, and then yeah. you have the DS version. See how they remodeled Mario? and yeah. All the levels are actually redesigned. Mm -hmm. As you can see, that this is the DS version. It added a lot, a lot more grass effects. This is still polygons, and it looks a lot, a lot rougher. Oh, yeah. But you can even see a picture of Mario here from the DS version versus the 64 version. They made the character oh, actually geez. look more himself. Yeah, wow. He he's he's got he's got a tanning bed membership. It looks like in yeah, the DS yeah, yeah. version, you know, 24 hour mm -hmm. tan. You know, his nose got a little smaller too, not as big. And which is weird know. as an Italian. I, I find offense in that. Like we've got big schnozes, you know. Let just yeah. let, let, let us do that, you know. Let let us have our big schnozes, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, he, he kind of looks like he's uh, lost some weight. You know, he's just getting after it. Yeah, and so if you look... You think Peach the, had something to do with it? Oh, you think she well, was going to leave Well, him? he probably didn't get the cake in the DS version. So. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the whole, uh, yeah. The whole know. point of the video game is that Mario's going to the castle to... Because Peach has him, invited him over for some cake. 
to the castle. That's that's the that's the story. In the DS version of N sixty four, no, but the, the I, I thought she. And then she gets was it not like a trap? Thousand. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. set it up as a trap. A trap. It, it was a trap. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad you remember that. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, it, it's it's starting to come back. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's um, you know, full disclosure. I I I've had a beer since I first started playing the yeah, game. Yeah. So the memory. <laughs> yeah. Me you too. know the memory. So. Uh, hey, if I didn't play it on Switch, I'd probably forgotten everything. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this um. This was unlike Zelda. I actually started getting into the levels and stuff, yeah. and I love the whole concept of like jumping through the pictures yeah, to yeah. go to the levels. Now, is every is every picture able to be jumped through? Because not, I feel like there were some where I just like would jump through. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's so, kind of a jerk move, Nintendo. <laughs> not every picture can be jumped through, but there are really creative ways that they do the the picture jumping. Because like there are hidden levels in the game. That you can go to because obviously you can beat the game probably by collecting like sixty stars, not even not even a lot. So yeah. you can, there are one hundred and twenty in total, but there are hidden levels. Like one level, for instance, you go into this hallway, and there are a bunch of mirrors on the wall, and the wall is just clear, like it's just a blank wall. But if you look in the mirror, you can see a painting on the wall, and then you jump into the wall, really? and you're in a world. Yeah, it's so genius, like the little details to this game that they had, and that's. But yeah, in some pictures you'll try to jump to and, and nothing will happen. But those pictures are a lot smaller than the main pictures. You see a big picture, then you know you can jump in. I love I love how um like anything entertainment based or just people in general do like little breadcrumbs and stuff yeah, like that yeah. in their artwork. Like I, I don't know if you remember like growing up like all oh, the yeah. Disney movies or that stuff. Like they're <laughs> yeah. always just trying to incorporate like seem like some some type of illicit yeah, material yeah. or something, and you just like. Oh wow, there is sex right there. <laughs> there is, see? yeah, the little jokes there. Yeah, <laughs> here and there, you know, you just see the little mermaid cover. You're like, yeah, that's uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about horny? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So what's going on? <clears throat> One of the things that I think just resonates with a lot of people is the the music is just iconic and it just seems un unforgettable. So this is like my favorite thing about the game. Okay. And you're gonna. Probably you should find a way to play Dire Dire Docs in this podcast when you're after the recording stuff. Yeah. Because um, for me, I had I had the song actually pulled up there, but Dire Dire Docs is one of my favorite songs from a video game ever. Koji Kondo is the guy who composed the video game. He, he's he's done everything you can think of for Nintendo with all the Zelda games and all the Mario games. He's a legend. So. He is absolutely stunning. He's done so many great soundtracks, but this is, in my opinion, is like one of his greatest soundtracks. Because even now, so I've just recently been playing Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which is, you know, Super Mario 3D World from 2013. It came out on the Wii U, but now it's been re-released for the Switch. And Bowser's Fury is this new expansion that is also Koji Kondo does music for it, but it's like this, he, he has like this metal music like take on it and it is so epic but even that for some reason doesn't compare to like super mario 64 soundtrack everything from super mario 64 soundtrack from the really spooky stuff in the ghost castle and and all the underwater music with our docks and all that is so maybe it's a bit of nostalgia you bring you have so many memories that come back from it it's so good you know how like some some songs do that yeah it's, yeah it's absolutely a, they they take you back man and when you just hear especially whenever you hear the little <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> yeah 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 do, it's um so <clears throat> can you like actually find these soundtracks on like streaming services and stuff now sort of some of them are on here like i guess someone just randomly released dire dire docs on the spotify but it's not actually on there as koji kondo so 
It's that Super Mario 64, so somebody just put this on there. Probably get removed at some point. Yeah. Nintendo's kind of, they don't like sharing their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it, you know. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, pretty, a nice they're little, pretty uptight about that. So. Yeah, they built a nice little empire. That's yeah. why it's like, oh, you <laughs> yeah. know, not trying to get, I, I would love to play, but yeah. I'm not trying to just get sued by a <laughs> yeah. Nintendo first podcast, you know, yep. second or third, I'll, I'll take my chances, <laughs> yeah. you know, but first yeah. one. A little, know. I think a little clip, like a little 10 second, I, I think there's some kind of law with that where you don't, you won't it's actually so get It's weird, you know, I like how long you're able to play stuff. Yeah. There. And there's, um, there's like some, I think it's like fair use or something and what you are able to do and stuff, but I... I, hey, man, I'm going to go ahead and say, I got an A in business law. I want to say Nintendo's lawyers would probably yeah. take me to the courthouse. Yeah, they would. They'd probably take, I'd have a hard time finding the courthouse, let alone defending yeah. myself, you know? So yeah, I think they've taken everyone to the courthouse. So. so the guy who did the music on this has kind of mentioned, did he do like a lot of other infamous soundtracks on like oh, um, yeah. other other uh, games? So I can even give you a list, but yeah, he's done all the most of the Zelda games. I mean, he's the first guy. Zelda's he, got he's some. the first guy who pops up when you click in Koji. So he obviously, yeah. Here, here's a bunch of the stuff he's done. You know, all the Mario games. You can see the Super Mario Brothers here. Holy moly! Look a Link at to that. the Past, which is another another Jeez. like phenomenal soundtrack. It's just like an IMD page, IMDb yeah. page. Yeah. Just it, the list is just holy yeah. He moly. Is. just year after year. It's just got some bangers it yeah looks he like, kept man. bringing it in but holy oh and he and it keeps yeah, going is, and going so, yeah this is just this is all the stuff he did like basically solo then you have all of this stuff where he did it with other composers which you know down here i'm pretty sure bowser's Fury will be somewhere but yeah he he's done so many mario games so many zelda games yeah. and that that's all he really needs i mean he could probably live this is what the guy looks like <laughs> oh nice yeah but um i mean and Everything he does is so so good. So now, when he does the um the music, is that going to be the same as the sound effects, or is that like somebody else that's okay, going to so be? Glad you asked that. I was actually so the guy who did this, this sound design, which is from <clears throat> the the laugh tracks and, and stuff like that, like the little noises, like the bumps on the yep. head and stuff yeah. like that, was actually done by this guy over here. His name is Yoji Inagaka. So uh, he's done a lot of. He did a lot of the soundtrack, and what's cool about this guy is actually most Mario games had maybe like 500 samples. This game had like over a thousand, so there were like 500 samples for this uh, for most old Super Mario games. So every Super Mario game up to this point was 2D. This was the first 3D Mario game where it was like, where well, it was actually one of the first 3D games that like became a platformer, 3D platformer, and that's where Jack and Daxter and Sly Cooper and Crash Bandicoot, all of that came from. So he did all the sound design. So for this that. was so kind of like a stepping board for like a lot of other games. Exactly. Yeah. Are. This is oh, this is the beginning of 3D platforming. Everybody and their mother wanted to be. Super now that you think about it, I didn't even realize like on the first like that. Um, what's that first Nintendo called? Nintendo ES. The the first Nintendo the NES. Console. Oh, the NES. Yeah. yeah. Like now that I'm, you're talking about, it, I didn't realize. I'm like, holy moly, there is no depth to their characters. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like they're just. Like yeah, on paper, you know, characters, yeah. and it's crazy, man. And then so. they became more, they had more characters, they grew, right? Yeah. So, you know, in Super Mario Brothers, which was the first Super Mario game released on the NES, that was just a game about, well, a little guy named Mario jumping from side to side and making it to the end and beating Bowser and saving Peach. Yeah. Not really a story there. Most games back in the day that had a story were in, like, little manuals that you had to read and inside the game. Yeah. There was no story inside the actual video game itself. Yeah. So. so that's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Do you like playing games that have, like, an 
endpoint and stuff because I know I've talked to you about them um, and talked to my other friends who uh, play like um, League of Legends, World of Warcraft, and all that. And they're, like you, they're they're very disciplined and they know how to work hard, play hard. Right. Um, but for some people, it can be like a a big problem. And one thing I was thinking about is I wonder if because those games and um, Fortnite, they don't actually have like a defined endpoint. You just keep going, keep going, correct? And new right, levels right. and stuff get built. So yeah, and for me. So I when when I was growing up playing video games, shooters weren't a thing yet. So like, well, shooters were a thing, but they were sh- story shooters like Doom and stuff like that. For me, it was when online multiplayer became popular. I wasn't really into the idea of just going online. Now maybe you know everybody disagrees at a, at a certain point, but I don't personally think that playing a video game just to play it for fun is or not necessarily for fun but just playing it mindlessly is is my style i like i like to go into something and experience it for what it is like yeah. all the hard work that went into something so super mario 64 is a good example you can collect 60 stars and beat it just like any other normal game or you can spend your time with it and collect those 120 stars and there's still an end yeah. though right for yeah. Fortnite, you it's endless minecraft endless i don't like endless games i like to finish something I, I don't either, and um, my two friends who play, I believe those style of games, again, they're very disciplined. Like, yeah. one just finished up his uh, nursing degree and passed, like, his oh, really? exam. Shout out to Blake. Impressive, and the uh, other one is uh, Joe. He's he's working on his degree, but it's literally, like, his fourth degree, and it's like, wow. you know, one of these days you should, should try putting <laughs> them to gonna, use, you know? Yeah. It, it seems like you got enough to, enough to make it happen, but, uh, you know, they're great guys, and shout out to Joe, but... I, wow. I always liked athletic style games, just I athlete me yeah, head sure. growing up, but um enjoyed uh yeah, Super Mario. Oh gosh, perfect dark on sixty four oh, yes. my oh, yeah. another, another great classic. Something sacrilege, I'm gonna say. Wasn't a big fan of uh, Goldeneye. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well I can't say that I was either, so it's, I'm I'm there with you actually. So. And I think what I and why I never like picked up uh like Halo or Call of Duty or anything, like the the maps are always just difficult for me in yeah, terms of like yeah. locating the radar and stuff and yeah. it's like oh hey I'm just I, I figured <laughs> yeah. it out and then you're just getting dome shot yeah. it so. and, and I will give it to Halo that you know it has the story's there there is multiplayer but the story's still there so yeah you can respect that yeah so how did you um how did you start getting into like Super Mario into like what kind of style of games are you into now and are how many video games are coming out of Japan. Is that where a lot of the video games are coming out of, the ideas? The... Yes. Um, well, I mean, you know, the, the video game market is, is pretty evened out as far as America versus Japan, or, or you know, slash Japan. But Japanese games are, are very different. You know, even the Japanese role-playing games are... They stand alone on their on themselves. Like, action RPGs in America are very different. RPG? RPG role-playing games. Oh, oh, oh! So stuff like the Elder Scrolls, right? Yeah. That that's made in America. So those games, you can you can separate the two from a JRPG. JRPGs are usually about you know fancy looking characters with cool co- cool costumes and stuff like that. But as far as my game taste and, and how Mario ties into it, this is actually a pretty cool drug out story. But it, do it's tell, cool. do tell. We got so, time, brother. We yeah. got time. We got time. So I've always been obsessed with the Japanese culture and Japanese like really over the top like. Characters, as you see in this cabinet here, I, I like characters that are like really, you know, the badass costumes yeah, and the big swords. Characters that don't, for those of you looking at home on YouTube channel, just um, <laughs> I'll send you a picture or something because we're not up and running on that yet. So be patient. Um, yeah, 
it's so crazy. And Pokemon's Japanese, right? Very, yes. I didn't, oh, I didn't see the Dragon Ball Z's up there. So which one, are they both Goku or are they both Gohan? Which one would be um, which? That's Bardock in the middle there. That's, oh, that's so Goku's father. Cool. <laughs> and then that over there is Goku Super Saiyan 1. And then that over there is Goku Ultra Instinct. So I um I went through a phase of Dragon Ball Z, and I think Dragon Ball Z and um, uh, Pokemon, are, are they considered anime or? The Pokemon? Pokemon was first a video game series. Uh, the, that, the, that the TV anime. series. The yeah, TV yeah, series. That is anime, yes. Okay. Yeah. What what distinguishes anime from regular cartoons? Because in my mind, I would think Pokemon is a cartoon, but for some reason, I could clearly distinguish that sure. Dragon Ball Z felt anime. So can you kind of walk so, me through the differences? Yeah. So the, of like it, Family Guy or something? Really simple, yeah. So an- animation. A- anime is the Japanese word for animation. It's short term for it. Yeah. So back in the 80s, around the 80s, I think, um, they were trying in America. We were bringing over a lot of animation from Japan, but a lot of the animation that was happening in America was was a lot. A lot of it was for children. So when they were bringing over animation from Japan, they didn't want to call it animation because then the kids end up watching something that's really like, you know, like Ninja Scroll. It's got you know nudity in it and and you know people slicing heads off and stuff. Yeah, they don't want the kids watching not. that. Yeah, you you want to be at least middle school. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when they were doing that, they came up with a, they were trying to come up with a term for it. And so anime was the Japanese word for animation, Japanese cartoons. So anime is just Japanese cartoons. And that is how anime exists today. So Pokemon was a anime in Japan. It was based on the video game series by how laboratories, but yeah, it became an anime because of that. So, okay. But anime is just Japanese animation. Yeah. I remember, I remember picking up, um, Dragon Ball Z, I watched it for like, and we had to like run home from the school bus to be able to like catch it on time. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think it was the process of when, um, who's the child? Is it Gohan or Goku? Which one's the... Oh, uh, uh, so there is son Goku. He was a son in Dragon Ball, but yeah, yeah, Gohan is Goku's son in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So I think it was Gohan was in the process of becoming yeah. Super Saiyan and they had <laughs> yeah. that... Um, was it Cell? Was it yeah, Cell. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure whether it was Cell, Zell. Like, you know, like, like yeah. oh, people are sending him money. Like, oh, cool, cool. He's, yeah. he's a banking guy, you know? No wonder he's evil. <laughs> yeah. So what what are some of the games you're you're playing now, man? So stuff that I played today, you know, like I was saying earlier, Japanese RPGs and stuff like that are, are some of my favorite games. I like action games that take place in Tokyo, so like stuff like Yakuza and, and Tenshi okay. and stuff like that, but... The Yakuza series has become one of my favorite video game series of all time. But, yeah, so back to the Mario, though, tying into all that, it was what I play today is mostly stuff that you look around the room, you see, you know, Persona 5 and and stuff like that. As you see, I have a respect for Nintendo. I mean, I even have their... Oh, that's awesome. ...their their original console, so... Yep. Duck Hunt was just... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Duck Hunt, that's what we play. I had a little game room in my house, uh... Up in Pennsylvania, you just invite like the neighborhood kids from the block over, and we're just getting after <laughs> yeah. Duck Hunt. And um, I forget what the uh, the hockey game was or something. Mm. I, I, I'm thinking Blades of Glory, but that's yeah. that's a movie, and I I'll, I'll, I'll have to look it up or something. You Will Ferrell. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's just it's just yeah. like a pre-cut version of just, yeah. you know uh, Will Ferrell and uh, oh I forget his name from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Um, oh my gosh, me too. Actually. Is it John Hedder? No, wait, no, that's close. Actually, that might be it. Maybe. We'll go with it. Yeah. We'll go with it. <laughs> if you guys are listening, don't sue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a dope, really cool picture, man. Yeah, very vintage. Do you still have that? Do you have an NES at all? I don't have an NES, sadly, anymore. But 
Uh, I'm looking to buy a SNES though because it's one of my, that is my favorite console of all time. A what? Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So okay. that was the one that came out after the Nintendo Entertainment System. Super. <laughs> and so you see where it says now you're playing with power. Yep. Now you're playing with Super Power. Was the Super Nintendo's? Uh... <laughs> oh wow. And so that that one started up in uh, 1985. Uh, the NES did. Yeah. yeah. Was that the first like? Game system, or was it something like Pong related, or what, um, what was like? Yeah, there were so many. Uh, there were so many video game consoles, like little guys here and there. The game and Watch, the the Atari, you know, a bunch of that stuff came oh, yeah. before Nintendo. But Nintendo were the ones who created, you know, fun platforming video games and little open world games like Zelda and stuff like that. So that's what blew up in the eighties for yeah. Nintendo. Was creating all these crazy like designs for video games. So was there a which Shingyu Shingyu Miyamoto? was the cause for all that. Okay. And he's the guy who actually directed Super Mario 64. So he's been going nonstop for many, many years. So how, how does directing the video game work? Because I understand, I, like, I've worked on film sets and stuff, and I understand how that works. How, how do you even begin to direct a video game? It feels like you would just have meetings about it. What, From your knowledge, what, what does that even look like? So I'm obviously not a video game designer, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love playing them. I don't know if I'd ever love making them. Yeah, but um, I, can, I can get that. Yeah. But video game designing, video game, being a video game director, it just means that you're in, in charge of everything that goes into it. So if you design a level, which the video game designer, the director, he's, the res he's responsible for creating these levels and all that. He's responsible for approving if he likes the way the music is going with the, with the level and, and how everything's coming together, character designs. He's over everyone. You can think of it as any other company. It's just basically the CEO. He's, but he's the CEO of that one project, and he's making sure that project goes well. So, you know, and he comes up with the, all, the, all the ideas for it. Everybody else works under him to get those ideas to come to life. But he controls it as it goes through. So that's kind of like a movie, actually. Yeah, but. yeah. It's, I, I'm, I'm just having, um, I, I guess, in like a movie and stuff, with the exception of like... Um, Sound and music being yeah. put in afterwards. It's it's all kind of happening in one room in one yeah, area. Like yeah. Each scene is that kind of what's going on. Yeah, sort it? of actually. Well, they finish concept design, so they finish a games, a couple of levels here and there. Uh, you know, and then Koji Kondo will be working on a sound. One of the sound designs for one of the levels is they're working on other designs for other levels. It all comes together all at once. Like not all at once, but it's all happening at the same time. Yeah. It seems like where you're building like any piece yeah. of equipment or furniture, you work on it in sections, yeah. and then you just kind exactly. of start. Exactly. But it all starts with the game designer. So it all starts with Shingiru Miyamoto, which is the guy who creates the game. So yeah. he has to come up with the concept of the game. Yeah. 3D Mario. He has to say, oh, I want this game to be 3D. For the first time, Mario's not running side to side, you know, left yeah. and right. How long, and I know it's, um, I guess maybe we want to break this up by time period, but like, how long is it going to take? Like from the start of like the idea of like, hey, I want to do this game yeah, to like yeah. when it gets released and people are playing it, it seems like a massive undertaking. Mm -hmm. How how long would it take? And I don't know if it was different by time period, time period. Like I don't know if something like World of Warcraft, just with like the endless possibilities, might actually take longer, yeah. even though we've advanced so much. You, you got any clue so on that? How long does it take to make a video game? Is that what you're? Yeah, just with everything that has to be. Sure. So with. With Mario, we get a new Super Mario 3D, a new 3D Super Mario game about every three to four years. That that, that was basically the the span of how long it takes, basically. Hmm. But it depends on the video game franchise. Now, if you look at some something like Assassin's Creed, we get one every year. 
how they do this though, they take a game and they have this world that is designed and all these concepts designed into the actual where they're designing it into the computer. They take these and they remap them with new worlds and stuff like that. This is lazy game design. Right? It seemed like it was yeah. more of a copy and paste yeah, thing and just like a, a few little tweaks here and there, you yeah. know. And again, I don't want to like undersell them, you know, because just getting the original version mm. out had to be yeah. a daunting task, but it seems like there's just like minor twists and details and well, maybe to me it's, yeah to me it's a money grab so you're just yeah. you're trying to sell it because yeah. you saw that the first one did well yeah, it's just like the fast and the fury yep. series you know like every trailer they exactly. have is like <laughs> one last ride way. it's yeah. like you're getting my money Vin Diesel. just don't don't <laughs> yeah. lie to me man don't don't lie to me you're getting yeah, exactly. my money just be honest with me you know if you want 10 12 more you know you got the rock in there you got yep. luda chris in there shout out to luda mm. uh, you know just, just be real with us. I think so. he actually left to go to the Red Light District, too, so he won't have a movie anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's a businessman. He's opening up some uh, restaurants in the yeah. uh, Atlanta airport, you know, that classy destination. Um, yeah, and I think it's called Chicken and Beer. So, yeah, so, I mean, have you played Assassin's Creed, and at a certain point did you just kind of get, like, burnt out on games like that just because they weren't innovative enough? And it, sure. that, that's a problem, I think, with... Again, not to down talk Star Wars or anything, but it seems like they're just throwing like they're crap on a wall because them. they know they yep. know. Like, what are you going to do after a hundred million people go exactly, to the box office? Yeah. You're going to refund them all? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You should. You should. <laughs> and you just want it again and again. You want those people to keep coming back. Yeah. And if you keep releasing stuff, then they'll yeah. keep coming back. Yeah. Eventually, the people like us though will get tired of it. And we'll, we'll move the real along. ones, the OGs, exactly. The but, gangsters. Uh, there aren't enough of us, so <laughs> that yeah. doesn't seem to affect us. So they'll keep coming. You know, you're, you're the last of a dying breed. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know? so uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, when people start, you know, listening to this and they gain <laughs> yeah. traction, they're going to be like, you know, I'm not going to be yeah. suckered in. But, you know, I, I'll be the same way with stuff. Yeah. You know, I just I fall into the country <laughs> music trap all the yep. time. That pop country. It's it's the same thing again and again. But guess what? I effing love it. So, <laughs> yeah. And so. this works with some games. Like this game, this design where they take a game and they just remap it, it works with certain franchises. But to me personally... Is GTA doing that? GTA doesn't do that. It takes a Grand Theft Auto game about six years to come out every time. So how how is it different? Because in mine, from a novice mind, and I've only um, just done, you know, I just... I didn't do the mission so much. I just sure. went around and like to beat up people, steal cars, you know, and just, you know, kid yeah. stuff, kid yeah. stuff. And um, so I didn't get too far into the missions, but sometimes when I did, it just, maybe to me, again, novice eye and ear, it just felt like it was just kind of copy and paste. So how's that different? Well, if you look at game design and um, the way the game actually controls and plays, you can you can tell a difference from Grand Theft Auto 4 to 5. You, if you pick up that game right now and play Grand Theft Auto 4, which came out in, 2008, and then you play Grand Theft Auto V, which came out in 2013, there's a huge difference. You can tell that they took the entire map, wiped it clear, just designed an entire new map, and then even though they are the same game and the same gameplay, like, for instance, Mario, yeah. Super Mario 64 to Super Mario Sunshine, you're still Mario. You're still doing backflips. You're still flipping yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and there's still some doing all little things, things that are going to stay the same. It's going to be the same every time yeah. you play it. Or not the same, but it's, go it's going to feel like the same series, right? Yeah. You're not playing... Legend of Zelda when you're playing Mario. And I, you I know. get it. And that's what, and now that you mention it, like going from like Grand Theft Auto 4 to like San Andreas, it's like, holy crap, I've got to San learn. San Andreas was a big step. I, yeah. I've got, I've got to learn a whole new map yeah. and stuff. The radio stations and the car changeover, exactly. you know, just. Now, and, and pay attention to graphics and stuff too, because that is, that's the biggest change, right? Mm -hmm. From San Andreas to 4, 4 was incredible. I remember when it came out, I was blown away with how good it looked. Yeah. If you look at Assassin's Creed 3 to 4 
to Assassin's Creed Unity, or not, maybe not Unity, they were using a new engine, but those two in particular, if you look at the differences, this is why I stopped playing the series when I made it to four. I was playing the same game with a boat in it. Mm. That, that was the difference. Oh. And a new story, but it was the exact same game. You same gameplay, same same mechanics. The character felt the exact same. The way he swayed to the left, the way he swayed to the right, the way he collected things was the exact same. I mean, they were copy and paste like identically. Yeah. At least with Grand Theft Auto, they're always trying to get him innovative. Yeah. So, you don't want to recreate the wheel completely. Exactly. You know, but exactly. It's like, hey, we can. Yeah. Because yeah. Grand Theft Auto Four was one one character. Grand Theft Auto Five, you could like randomly. Yeah. Change to any character you want at any time <clears throat> in the game. Three different stories going on. I thought that was pretty impressive. So. And, and you played, like, some of the Grand Theft Autos and beat them? I beat every single Grand Theft Auto, yeah. What, um, what do people, uh, I guess, what do you think the general public considers the best Grand Theft Auto, and what would you consider the best Grand Theft Auto? And the why? best Grand Theft Auto? I think that that one is very subjective. I think everyone likes them for different reasons. A lot of people like Vice City because of the 80s vibes and the 80s music, and yeah. uh, people like, you know, San Andreas because of how massive it was. You could ride your bicycle, you could go to the gym and work out. You could, I think you could even, no, you couldn't skateboard in it, but there was a skate park. Um, there was so much to do in San Andreas. It was so massive. You could swim underwater. You could yeah. fly all, as high as you wanted in that game. People liked four because it was simple and, and noir kind of, and then five because it's insane, right? Yeah. You're back in San Andreas after all these years. And So when you're playing a video game and like <clears throat> back to Super Mario, are there certain cheat, cheats you can apply? Like in almost any game now, it feels like there's certain cheats and stuff you can do, like... Grand Theft Auto felt like you could get a jetpack and stuff like that, you know, just stuff that like wasn't like <laughs> You're really You're super realistic. And yeah. if so, like, do you complete the game and then maybe mess around with that stuff? Like, what what are your thoughts on like like Tony Hawk Pro yeah, yeah. There was like unlimited oh, gravity, many, and many, I would I would cheats, just get yeah. after that. So what it's, what are your thoughts on that? It's funny they mentioned that. So cheat codes actually isn't really a thing anymore in video games. So you can't really do cheat codes in today's video games. Don't people like? really get in trouble for that nowadays if uh, like aren't there some things in Fortnite where you get like banned from the game or so you can mod games and stuff like that but they can just what? modding a game is where you take it and you basically design something new for it and put it in the game through its code so you're designing something new like a new graphics engine or something and you're trying to make those graphics like layer that over the game so you can play it in new fancy graphics people have done it with Ocarina of Time on the computer and all of this modding it and such which is cool but Cheat codes don't really exist anymore. Th those were just made by the game designers to make the game funny and stuff like that back in the day. Yeah. That kind of, I guess they stopped doing that as, as games went along because, you know, DLC exists now, so you buy things and you can buy little add-ons and people love money, so that's the way it goes. That's what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. <laughs> and, it, I mean, are like these add-ons and stuff, is, is that just kind of a money grab? I mean, I, I, I feel like... On the one hand, I feel like stuff should be included, but I mean, at the other hand, like I believe in capitalism, and yeah, everybody yeah. has a right to, <laughs> to get after it and so, try and earn money. You know, as long as you're not like trying to screw people over, and it's just like, hey, if you want this sword, yeah. it's five bucks. Yeah, if you got it, you know, stunting is a habit. So this is a, a good subject actually you bring up because when when DLC started becoming a thing, I can't even remember. It's it was DLC. Really, DLC is downloadable content. So okay. The expansions and add-ons. Gotcha. Like what, what we were gotcha. just talking about. When it first started happening, it was the era of Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I, yeah, that was the time when it really started happening. So back in like 2006, I guess, 7. Really started getting big in eight, 2008. But when that started happening, I was really against it. I stood against it. I said, this is horrible. Like, Again, you're we one can't, of the real ones. Yeah, yeah. You're one of the real we ones. We can't get a real video. Fight, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and I think back, I think I was just being... 
think I was being a bit of an elitist because you know back on back on the PS2 we had one game and it was designed and if they were and yeah they really put their heart and soul into it but if there was a mistake you couldn't fix it. Today's games, you know, if, if they made a mistake and you know it was a little glitchy here and there, they can patch patch you know and fix the game as it goes. I like that side of it because you don't pay for patches, but as far as like expansions and DLCs, this just means that they can give us, and, and this is where I've kind of come around, right? Okay. Because I've played expansions where I really feel like, wow, damn, that was almost like a new game, almost. Uh, and a lot of games have done this. You so know, it kind of, it's it's worth the money. At, you know, uh, for, some games. Yeah. You so. know, I don't like the pay to win stuff. You know, if you play a shooter and you're trying to buy a weapon and, and to use it, you know, you get a little kid and get this mom to talk him into buying a gun, a gun for him to make him better in Fortnite. That, I don't yeah. Like. Yeah. Where it's like where money can start yeah, exactly. separate how it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. not about skill anymore. Exactly. It's about like how big your bank account is. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I get that. I <laughs> but, get if that you look, but if you look at games. Play like, me like a man. <laughs> play me like a man. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at games like, you know, like anything that Blizzard makes, most of the time they do an expansion. The, the thing is fucking massive. So you're looking at a huge... Earmuffs. Yeah, yeah. You better put them on. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, basically yeah. a sequel. Right to the adult content. <laughs> We're getting crazy. Yeah, here we are. Dropping <laughs> fuck bounds and yeah. whatnot. You know? yeah, but, it, but it gets a lot bigger. It's like a new game, right? So it's like almost like a sequel. And you get that in between while they're trying to work on another game. You know, we've had Diablo 3 for I don't know how long, but... They're working on four, and we got many expansions between the time that we waited from three to four, and that makes it a little more okay, because we get to experience more of that game and more of that story, you know? And sometimes I do think it's a money grab, but as far as the DLC goes, sometimes I have fun with it, yeah. so I'm not complaining. So do you think, like, expansions can be, like, almost kind of like a gap? Like, maybe there's a snag in production for the next game? Because why not just keep expanding and expanding and expanding and just kind of create new games that way why create a whole new game if you could just kind of keep expanding so this is in a yeah, series so in a series yeah yeah and this goes for yeah it depends on the game that you're playing right so if you play something like overwatch which is by blizzard and it's a shooter you want to keep expanding it and adding maps and adding characters this is why i think a good example is actually fighting games blizzard is or uh overwatch is similar to a fighting game so we'll use that as well but fighting games they, they release one game and then they just keep releasing new characters. You get season passes where you get new characters. Super Smash Brothers does this where you get all this access to all these season new characters. Season passes? Season passes where you... partnered up with Six Flags? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, they on. actually talked to them. They're, they're just week. doing it all, baby. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it all. But yeah, season passes where you, you basically buy the season pass. It could be like 25 bucks, And it says you will have access to the next five characters. You won't know who these characters are. You'll just get them as they come out on the game, and okay. that's a season pass. They'll do this over and over again, but this is okay in fighting games. So, does it get? Uh, I'm look, how how long is the season, or what's it based off of in terms of game and the games we're talking about here? Yeah, so if it's a fighting game, a season would be basically. I think most of the time, a season's good for like six months to a year. So okay. you're you're getting five characters over that year, and you'll get you know one character in June. And then the next character release in the end of August or whatever. And they just keep coming out as, as it goes. Um, I think most of the time it's good for a year, though. And you're looking at, you know, five or six characters within that year. I think it works for fighting games, is what I mean. Is I think it works for fighting games because you don't need a new fighting game every year. You just need one good fighting game and then keep it around for like seven years. And just keep releasing new characters, new maps. Let us fight and keep fighting and getting better at this fighting game because that's what we want to do, right? Yeah. But if you look at a game like Final Fantasy or The Legend of Zelda or Super Mario, 
Sure, you can keep adding on to it, but that doesn't change that it's still Super Mario 64. It doesn't change that it's still Super Mario Odyssey, so you still have that game design based on that game, mm-hmm. because all you're doing is releasing DLC for it, so it's the same game. Yeah. New games, new game design, you'll have a whole new world, right? You'll have Mario being a cat, like 3D World, or you'll have Mario throwing his hat and becoming an enemy. These are different game designs for different games. Okay. In um in the Mario in Super um Super Mario sixty four, did you have like a particular level or something that stood out to you in terms of you know yeah, that right. was your favorite maybe based on like <laughs> yeah. the challenge or just the design and everything? Which Absolutely. one would that so be? Dire Dire Docks is the one that actually sticks up to me, and that's where the song actually comes from too. Okay. But I it's it's funny though because like most games there's at least like a couple levels that I absolutely hate because like I'm like oh we got to make it through this so we can get back to the good stuff. Sure. This game, even the levels that I thought I would hate, like the underground levels that were like, you know, underground and just the music's kind of eerie. Most of the time, yeah. I don't like those kind of levels in games because it reminds me of Dungeons and Dungeon Crawlers, which is like an RPG side style game. <laughs> but everything about this game and every level was so good. Like you could just go into each level and you were in a whole new world, but it was like overcoming the challenges. You look up, you see a star, you try to figure out how you're going to collect it. Yeah. And that's why I love this game because like, we're living in, you know, the 21st century in 2021. You have all of these games that look absolutely gorgeous. God of War and The Last of Us and Horizon Zero Dawn. All these games on PlayStation. Yeah, you see, like, um, games that, like, simulate, like, real people, yeah. like Call of Duty or some of these sports games. Yeah. And it's like, am I real? Like, <laughs> yeah, what? exactly, exactly. That looks more real than I do. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what's happening, man? It's just so crazy. Like, yeah. All the advantage, it's just... Yeah, it blows just, me away. It blows just, me away with how realistic it is. Yeah. I I always enjoyed, and this is just... Water's my favorite thing in the yeah. planet, and um, I, I just always enjoyed the water levels of Mario. That's, and that stuff was me like too. That, that was just, me too. I remember the first time I went over to a friend's house, and yeah. you're crossing up the bridge, and they, like... Uh, like uh, got all the water out of that yep. little motor. I said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hell are you doing, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what part you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yes, but um, <laughs> it was awesome. Just loved um, yeah. swimming underwater. And, yep. um, yeah, just and, and that for that time, the, those that level design and that water, the water effects and stuff were so beyond its time. I mean, they spent so long on that game and just doing the game design and like the level design and all of that. So it's really something to respect. Even today, it's, it should be like a trophy on everyone's wall, Super Mario 64, yeah. framed, you know? Yeah. And I actually have a copy of it over there that I'll show you after, uh, after oh, we talk. Please do. Please uh, do, of the original game. Yeah. But, um, but that was what I was going to say, is like, we're living in this time where we have all this access to all these amazing games, and people are always like, oh, well, uh, there's nothing to play. But going back in time, a lot of people don't do this. They don't go back in time to play things they missed. And maybe I didn't miss Super Mario 64, but playing it again in 2020... Uh, and experiencing it again, I felt like I was back in 96, but I also felt like I was still playing a game that was relevant. And it, 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 I think it'll always be relevant, no matter what. I hate to be the old man, but the 90s were just so dope. Like, <laughs> oh, I, they were. I, if, if the 90s were a stock, they'd be yeah. shooting off hotter than crypto <laughs> yeah, right now. I'd make everything, really everything. <laughs> you know, I'd sell my house, and to be quite frank with you, I don't even have a house to sell, but I find a way to get it done, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh my God! Yeah, I, it was just um, again. Maybe that's just us growing up yeah. in that generation. Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks they're the best, and well, you know, we're millennials, you know, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're the best, and you know, only we're right. But yeah. like, you know, you know, <laughs> seriously, the rest suck. But um, yeah, it, God, I just loved all the, and maybe that's why I just spent my time fishing in yeah. Zelda. Yeah. I was just confused. I'm like, wait, this is a, <laughs> this is. I thought this was just like a different Bass Pro tournament, yeah. thing, you know? So. 
God, what what was the most challenging level for you to get in Super Mario? The I forget the name of it actually. I know I just recently played this game, but I cannot remember the lo- name of the level. But it was actually the last world that you go to. It's like the Rainbow Road world. Sense. Yeah, you have to ride a. It's almost like Aladdin. You have to ride a, a flying carpet the entire time, basically. Oh wow! And you have to go around to these areas and jump off onto these big platforms, collect the stars. You know, there, there's one really really complicated star in the game where you have to. So they have this mechanic where you jump off a wall by pulling back the analog stick and hitting the A button. So then you jump on the wall, pull yeah, back, jump I, on the yeah, other I button, remember right? that. And it's just kind of like, dude, why, why didn't you take up gymnastics yeah. instead yeah. of plumbing? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. just, you're in the wrong career field, man. Like, you're yeah. chasing this crazy girl who's getting a trap. Yeah. It's like a crustacean from, from just like the, pale, the yeah. Paleozoic era, you know, and you, you just... <laughs> I mean, it's just so curious. It's like, you should have been yeah, a gymnast. I know, man. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so you're, you're jumping off the wall. But and yeah, and it's not even that you're trying to collect a star. Now that I'm remembering, it's just that you can get all these blue coins because every level of the last star that you can get is if you collect 100 coins in each world. So the blue coins are worth like 10 points. So I'm trying to collect all these because the blue the blue coins give you more points, and I'm trying to get those so I can get higher up to the collect 100 coins so I can get the star for it. Yeah. Is is there an argument to be made that Mario was the first Ninja Warrior? I would, just, say, just, I would say that actually is very true. Yeah, just with all uh, the stuff he's doing games, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, oh yeah. He was the first horny plumber, and yeah, he's also... Yeah. Yeah, he's, I, I wonder <laughs> if somebody just sitting there just like thinking about like these like like games that you can do in terms of yeah. Ninja Warrior, and they're just like playing Mario. Like, Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if we just started working out of like, <laughs> From our house, you know, just literally off the off the buildings and walls. Yeah. So how how long do you think it took you to beat that hardest level? To to beat the main level, yeah. it probably to collect everything in that level probably took me a good thirty to an hour. Uh, you know, I was a little slow on Super Mario sixty four. I was really taking my time with it. I mean, to make the to max out the entire game, I think I spent in actual play time, I think I spent sixty seventy hours. But yeah. I, I was really taking my time. You could probably do it way faster. But And when we talked at work, didn't you mention to me that like games nowadays, and maybe they were doing this back in the day, kind of like tell you what how much time it should take for completion versus add-ons and stuff like that? So, yeah, it a, differs person to person, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And there's a website called howlongtobeat.com. Yes. And you can go to this website and type it in, and everyone records how long it took them to beat a game. Mm-hmm. And then they give you an average of how long it would probably take to beat that game. Yeah. And so, yeah... The, that website would probably say like 30, 40 hours. What would you What would you have to do to um, like if, if I, I'm guessing like everything there could be records for this. What yeah. would somebody have to do to like validate that they're actually um beating it? Yeah, probably like just recording. Probably nothing. I, I mean, I've never actually recorded the website. I'm a horrible person. But yeah, but <laughs> I, I guess if you wanted to say, like, oh, I beat the game in X amount of time yeah. for it to be like an actual record, like I know, like there's for Guinness, there's just yeah. like so many yeah. stuff that has to be taken into account. Yeah, for, and I just always get. Kind of interested by that, especially if it's something where it's like oh, yeah. over days, yeah. like in terms of like how long you would yeah. have to do something. Well, like- well speedruns is a whole other thing, and you can there's a speedrunning website as well, so you can see how fast somebody can beat a game in like you know five minutes to beat yeah. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> you know that's insane to me, but so how um can you pretty much like I guess if you've got an engaging enough platform, you can monetize like any any type of game nowadays, right? But are the, are there competitions for like Super Mario and stuff like that. Like I know there's Madden tournaments and stuff like that. You got like the League of Legends as a thing. Like, are, yeah. Is there anything available for like 
single player games or something like that in terms of competitions um, so that you could win money and prizes for? Sure. Well, maybe not. Maybe not like an actual thing like Evo or anything like that where it's a fighting game tournament. Mm-hmm. But there definitely is like websites now mm-hmm. where you can do speed runs and you can try to beat other people's scores. And I think if you actually make it up to the very you know top, you can get a world record. You know, Cause like some you're of those talking. guys are guys exactly. and girls are just getting. Yeah. I mean, they're Randy Moss are getting straight cash. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> it's it's incredible yeah. how just are. You, are people, um, and I know when people are like in the lifestyle at home, they may not be living any, um, like living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of, are you actually like, do you know if you're burning calories and stuff when you're like going through these games? Because, you know, chess players actually burn quite a bit of calories do, just yeah. with their, with <laughs> how much they're using their mind. So I, is there something like that? I could, going? I could see, I could see that being a thing. I don't really know about the the side of video games, like really just like it being a workout. Yeah. But <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I will say both of us work out, so <laughs> oh, yeah. nothing's going to be working out, you know. So you <laughs> yeah. still need to get out and enjoy some working out and sunshine. I know? do, I do hate the argument that video games are a waste of time. Um, why? Why? So, well, actually, I'll use a quote that Shingeru Miyamoto actually said. Um, uh, the creator of Super Mario 64 and the creator okay. of Mario, Zelda, and everything else you can think of from Nintendo. But uh, he said, um, video games are a waste of time, question mark. That's the same thing they said about rock and roll. Yeah. So That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What a game. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I have a hard time thinking anything artistic is a waste of time. Yeah. You know, I think people who say that probably had similar dreams and goals yeah, like that yeah. got crapped on. They bought into the, sure. like, oh, you've got to just... You know, be be a desk jockey and just yeah. type away. And yeah. look, if you want to be a count in your life, like sure. go, go after yeah. it. But I, pursue something that interests you. Pursue your mm-hmm. passion. And I'm starting to figure that out. That that's that's a real key. Yeah. To success and the happiness, at Absolutely. least for my life. You know, I I want to live a, a full a full long life, man. Oh, yeah. And once I started chasing the dollar, it's crazy how much more yeah. it just flows to me now. So, yeah, I. I I get real upset when people just try and like crap on other people's dreams. Yeah, and because these are passions, and you have to remember that passion it can be anything. Yeah, someone watching football can be a passion. You have to respect other people and their passions. You yeah. can't just tell them they're wasting their life. I've got a girl that I work with um, at my other job, and she um, she wants to do a bassoon. Um, yeah. I think that's what she wants to major in in college. And she was talking to me, and she's like, "Yeah, but I'm not going to be able to like make it in that in like some type of orchestra or like yeah. concert series." I was like. Why? And she's like, what do you <laughs> yeah, mean? Good point. I was like, somebody does that, right? Exactly. I'm like, somebody has that job and they can make a good living and be happy and yeah. travel and achieve a lot of the goals. She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, then, then explain to me with a scientific-based reason why you couldn't do it. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, don't let anyone tell you that you can't Absolutely. do it because they probably subscribe to when people were crapping on their dreams because people exactly. were crapping on yeah. their dreams and when the crap <laughs> yeah. just flows downhill. I'm like, yeah. but one thing I need to tell you is you're going to have to work relentlessly hard. That's you're right. going to have to climb mountains yeah. before you start climbing the mountain you should be on. Yep. But if you need it, holler at me oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm in your corner, oh, you yeah. know, um, within a reasonable hour. I, I, I do <laughs> yeah, like yeah. to try and sleep, you know, but so in that case, leave, right, leave a voicemail, leave a voicemail. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Well, you know, not 3 a.m., but your boy uh, Monday through Saturday gets up at 4.30 yeah. to just start getting after it. And, um, People think I'm a psycho. It's just like that. That shouldn't be the reason you think I'm a psycho. You definitely, but you, you are a psycho. You, you definitely should think I'm a psycho. But like, I'm just getting out. And I explained to people, I'm like, you know, I didn't put my foot to the pedal, pedal enough when I was younger. So I'm waking up at 4:30, yeah. so I can stop waking up at 4:30 and just just trying to get after it, man. 
Oh, look at that time. It's flying, man. We're, uh, we're killing it. Yeah, yeah it, it's crushing it. <laughs> and this is why I wanted you to be my first yeah, guest, man. Is, and uh, this has been awesome. Sorry to everybody who I just, I overpromised people. There were like 19 <laughs> people that were first, yeah. supposed to be my first guest. And, uh, well, they're coming. They're coming. Yeah, they're, they're going to get it. And I, man, you just took so much time to help me out and just, at our job, you know, don't want to, you know, because of the nature, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. at our job, man. We can go back to that conversation on passion. Man. I saw yeah. the passion in your eyes. So, you know, and I had, a, I had a good, good talk with them, uh, Ty last night and oh, yeah. I, it's just incredibly humbling. And I, 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 I suffer from imposter syndrome and when people, you know, me both, so. I, I think I do it as a way to like, you know, I, I kind of had a Nelly approach to life, you know, yeah. I'm cocky on the mic, but I'm humble in real life, you know, yeah. so I try to, I try to, I, you know, just one of the greatest poets, you know, yeah. hey, Derek, what's going on, you know, you know, he got so damn cocky, he took the bandaid off. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I'm always been a cocky, you know, like confident guy. And then I realized in my early days, it's like, man, you were doing so much talking and you're not doing any walking to back it up. Yeah. So now, now I'm trying to do like a little more uh, Christopher Walken and, uh, just, uh, Absolutely, yeah. and just, um, really make sure I'm backing up that talk. So I'm yeah. trying not to talk enough, but, um, ask my fantasy football boys. He, he yeah. he'll still oh, talk. Yeah. He'll still talk <laughs> that talk, man. And, um, yeah, I'm just humbled whenever like people I hold in high regard, which is pretty much everyone at work. It's just, the best culture but um he was giving me like real uplifting words last night and one of my favorite quotes um i read was about Jimi hendrix and he yeah. said i don't i don't like compliments they distract me yeah and so i try and That's like i whenever somebody does give me a compliment especially from somebody of value like you or anyone at work i'm i'm so grateful for it but i think my imposter syndrome kicks into where it's like you've got to go earn this now and not get complacent and be like ah you you are the shit man you are the yeah. shit and then yeah. i just start falling off i need to I need to keep giving myself reasons to challenge myself because next thing you know, it's like, you are, you are the shit, you know, go, go ahead and sleep into five thirty, And then next week it's seven thirty, <laughs> And then it's like, Oh crap. You know, I'm not on pace to graduate yeah, in September. Yeah. Well, it is September, but it's going to be September yeah, two years yeah. from now. So it's like, I'm so grateful. And then I just like, you know, kind of the devil and angel on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey man, like the angel, like this guy really thinks, you know, this girl really thinks highly of you. And then it's like, go out and earn that. go go yeah. validate their trust and their kind words about you man so you did so much for me you were like really my first friend at the company and um it's it's been awesome man and i, I can tell a good man when i see one so well you, you, <laughs> you should see one always looking back yeah. at you in the mirror man because you're you, you're one of the creams of the crop man and you're just so cool you know just an immortal an immortal man. <laughs> I hope so. So you're, you're you're streaming games now yourself, right? I am. I do stream on Twitch. Yes, sir. So where when people start getting um getting a hold of this platform in my podcast, where can they find you at, and what what are some of the times? Because you seem to be one thing I like about you is you're you're consistent. I am trying to be consistent. And that's yeah, and that's not, a key. I'm not life. blowing up like you know the the next uh, big not joke yet. woman, but uh, patience, <laughs> yeah. patience, you know. But yeah, uh, Twitch Twitch TV slash Liquid Prince TV. I'm known as the Liquid Prince, and that's the way I'll die. So. And uh, yeah, what what times are you on? I'm on Tuesdays and Thursdays around 7:30 every night. Yeah. And how or long, every Tuesday and Thursday night? And one thing that just inspired me about you, like, and I was like, I always think I'm doing a lot, and I try and find like and read about successful people. That way, it gives me motivation. Yeah, to, yeah. I don't want to compare myself, but it's like it kind of shows me like, oh, you can do more. And I just talked to you about your schedule and stuff. I was like, how do you find the time to do this? How do you have the time to do this? And it was just one of the best quotes for me to hear. You like. I don't have the time. I just do it. And I was like, just make it. Yeah. What a goon. What a goon. <laughs> yeah. what a goon. It's so I, I love how you're consistent. And how many streaming, um, 
I guess, how many nights streaming does it usually take you to beat a game from start to finish when you start a new one? All dependent on the game itself. You know, it took me 14 streams, if you do it two times a week, to beat like a game like Ghost of Tsushima. And you're going for about three or four hours a night? I try. I sometimes I'll roll two hours if it's you know a late stream because it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, we're, so. we're just whew. yeah, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, getting we that are. chatter, y'all. Yeah, we're getting yeah. that chatter. <laughs> but yeah, it's usually three to four hours, and yeah, depending on the game, like Super Mario uh, or Bowser's Fury, which is an expansion add-on to 3D World, only took me. It's only going to take me about four streams. Yeah. So usually I try to aim for games that will take me around eight. Yeah. Now, are you taking, like, people who are, like, uh, following your stream, are you, like, taking requests of possible next games? Or I what, am, yeah. We have a Discord, and we do voting in the Discord. It hasn't been as... Is there is there a way they can find you on the Discord? Yeah, so if you go to the Twitch channel, which okay. is the Liquid Prince TV, the Discord is right there on the main, on the main menu as well. All right, so excellent. Just click on it and join the Discord. Excellent, man. That, oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. And again, uh, anyone in the gaming community, hell, anyone in the human community, <laughs> this is just one of the purest humans you can get at. So, <laughs> so make sure you're uh, you're following him. And uh, yeah, man, Dustin, it's it's been awesome catching up with oh, you. Yeah, and really? one of the things I wanted to do with my podcast is um, leave not only the guests but listeners with a little little food for thought, like a, right. a little segment, if you will. Okay. You know? I think um, nowadays in the not only Discord, but the discourse we use with each other. And that's the reason I told you I wanted to start a journey podcast. I think we're so much closer to each other than we realize, and we're letting the extremes at both ends do the conversations. You know, I'm just, I have so many great conversations with people on both sides of the aisle, and I'll hear people from both sides of the aisle, like, complain to me about them. It's just like, man, just sit down and break bread with them, and you're going to be like, oh, turn turns out they're just not Satan, you know, they're, they're actually, <laughs> yeah. they're actually pretty good people, good people you know, yeah. and I think we're letting the extremes on both ends do the talking and we got to bring it back to the exactly. table and just have this face to face conversation. I just recently finished reading a uh, Dan Crenshaw's book fortitude and he was a congressman okay. in Houston, yep, yep. Navy SEAL with Texas. Yep. With the uh, patch. He had, yep. He had this uh, quote when he got um, I think his first day of Harvard business school yeah. and the professor said, try hard not to offend try even harder not to be offended. There we go. And I, I, we got to learn how to laugh at ourselves now. Yeah. We're not applying contacts, you know. Sure. And we're, we're not, we, I know you and I just both talked about, you know, being Christians and stuff. And I, I try and apply those actual tenets. And, you know, I, I try and forgive and understand people make exactly. mistakes. You know, there's, if you're not, as long as you're not doing like physical violence to people, you know, I, there's very few things I'm not going to be forgiving of. But nowadays yeah. it seems like you make a mistake and it's just like, we've got to, you know, we just got to ruin their Cancer lives. culture, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, problem. it's awful, man. So try hard not to offend. Try even harder not to be offended. Dustin, man, I had yeah. a great time, man. Oh, yeah, really. Thank you so much, Liquid Prince. I love oh, you, yeah. brother. <laughs> love you.